Now we did. For sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, man? I'm back again. My hair is longer. Back again, Mr. <laughs> Eloy in the podcast. <laughs> My hair is longer. Hell yeah. Welcome uh, back to the studio. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, short notice, but still, you know, who cares? We'll still hang out, do our thing. So, everybody, if you guys don't already know, Eloy was on the pod. Uh, he's a, you're actually the first person ever to be on this podcast. You're the first oh, okay. guest ever. All right. Um, and um, you uh, you lived in San Francisco with me for a while. Like, well, not with me, but like, yeah. you know, in the area. And you re- you just rode your motorcycle all the way down here. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not the yeah. first time, but uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've done that. But yeah, that's that's a that's a long ride, right? Like yeah. that's like six hours in the car is one thing, but six hours on a motorcycle is another thing. You know? Let me let, let me let me uh um, let me put it to you this way: like, and you're in your car driving from San Francisco to LA. Um, the cons of that is traffic and gas, like the amount of gas you're gonna spend, right? And I, that's true. Yeah. I feel like that's about it. And then, yeah, like that's literally about it. But like, the pros for like motorcycle is the opposite of that. Like, you save gas and you don't really hit much traffic. And so, but all the weather conditions you have to go through them, like, like through yourself. You know, oh, yeah. in your car, yeah, you're yeah. just putting up like a AC or the heater, whatever it is. Like, if I'm going through the mountains, I'm freezing my ass off until I like. Hopefully, get like a cloud to move so the sun can like shine on me, <laughs> and and like yeah, that this the wind, the noise, you know, yeah. the decibels coming from the bike and the wind noise. Why well, wear I wear earplugs? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. yeah, I know from riding bikes or even motorized bicycles that once you hit a certain speed, like your body, like the elements is too much. You know, yeah. like, I think after like after like 45 miles an hour that's when like it becomes like hard to go fast you know what i mean like i don't know at least for me on a bike or whatever like or on a motorized bike yeah well you don't have a windshield though or that's a problem yeah yeah Yeah. i have like i i installed that so on that on that bike i have a a iron 883 harley davidson and uh that's a new like blacked out version right yeah 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 yeah. it's sportster and then so like pretty much they usually come without anything or they'll come with a small like windshield uh, or fairing or whatever you want to call it. Not a fairing, it's just windshield. And so um I added like a bigger one because I was gonna go to Seattle one time. I don't know I don't think we were talking at the time. Maybe probably not. No, no. You know, I don't remember you mentioning anything yeah, about Yeah, I, I I rode to Seattle from from uh from Hayward from Oakland. And that's about the same distance, right? From here north nah, and from it's like fourteen hours. It's fourteen hours? Yeah. Oh, I thought oh I was thinking Oregon, like Portland. Nah, I went to so first I went to I went from um I took off from Hayward and I went to uh, uh Oregon. It's called Crater Lake. It's this huge fucking lake, dude. Like it looks like an asteroid hit there like fucking million years ago and shit. And there's just like water and it's yeah it's super dope um uh yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm typing away on the pot on the on the chat let's say what's Val, up to everyone what's yeah making sure we're checking in with our yeah but uh peoples. yeah i rode all the way over there and then i camped out in the snow uh, i was by myself dude. i was scared of shit like it was scary dude like i don't do that i'm not white you know <laughs> so we we um uh, you know now that we're talking about transportation, 
Um, you know, I I was uh, we were just talking about off stream that we wanted to kind of cover a particular topic um, in regards to like because, you know, all the major cities like where you were at, like Seattle and Portland and L.A. and San Francisco. There's been this thing happening where like everywhere you go, there are people providing service or not people companies providing people services right and we've all dealt with it at some point of our of our lives like yeah. working for these companies yeah and they don't actually give you a job they give you like um you're like a contractor or whatever yeah. you're like an independent contractor and they hire you for these things and it could be uber it could be lyft it could be jump Dirt. bikes. It could be bird scooters. It could be DoorDash. It could be Postmates. It could be the list is endless, right? Yeah. There's so many of these services now that you can even get weed delivered to your house. You can get like all this crazy stuff. So you come in all the way from over there, like you know. I was wondering, like, because San Francisco is kind of like the epicenter for most of that stuff, right? Like, yeah, because it's easy. I feel like it's easy to um, in the city. And like the the cities out there, like San Mateo, Palo Alto, and all those, like, well, the people who create these um, these companies, you know, they're in those. They start off. That's where they hang out. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like the, yeah. what is it called? Yeah, like Silicon Valley area or whatever. The R and D, the research and development. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And so they start there, and it's easy because it's so compact to like try those things out. You know, like I think the uh, um the little robot started there and then I recently saw yeah. I saw somebody who had a who recorded a postmates robot around here and I was like, "Why don't you kick that shit over?" <laughs> like Yeah, there's there's drone deliveries. <laughs> so weird. There's a uh, you know, all kinds of ridiculous ideas that are like not sustainable, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the times I feel like it's all like a gimmick. Like like what I, what I want to talk about mostly when it came when it came down to that was like how nobody really has a good experience you know what i mean like at least in being employed by them or you can't even really call it employment because you're just mm -hmm. kind of like doing something like a side hustle or whatever you want to call it right yeah the claims that they make like if we go on the internet and we look it up it's always like uh oh work for uber today and make up to some ridiculous like ninety thousand dollars a year or something stupid yeah. like this you know but those people are working like 20 <laughs> hours a day but even then like uh like we did some calculations right because like i'll tell like everybody a true story like someone in my family wanted to uh wanted to work for uh for doordash and for uber and all these companies right mm -hmm. but um so when she thought it might like because she's like kind of in her older age she thought it might be too hard to like deliver people places you know having to deal with like strangers in your car so she thought i'll just work for doordash and like postmates and i'll just deliver food right and like at a glance it seems like a good idea but when you start looking at how much they pay you per delivery right and how what, what is your expense in gas what is your expense in um mileage on your car you know like wear and tear and what are you gonna pay at the end of the year in taxes and when you calculate all those other factors that people don't think about at the moment, at the end of the year, you start, it actually, you lose money. You know what I mean? It's like they're letting you borrow some money now, but you're going to have to pay it later. You know yeah. what I mean? You actually, I mean, when I did it, I, I did it for about four months. Um, I didn't do it too often, like, because I would work, like, uh, from 2 o'clock in the afternoon to, like, 2 a.m. 
And you did this when you when you first moved up to SF? Yeah, because so when I first moved out there, I, I was making like like a lot less than I'm making now. And so, um, you know, I was using that to sustain myself a little more and stuff. And I would I would do it after hours, like late at night. So pretty much the only orders I would get was like Jack in the Box. You know, like all the midnight, <laughs> after midnight shit. All the weed smoking people yeah. ordering food at night. Yeah. yeah. And and they were cool, you know. And oh, well, actually, the, the time I met you, I was doing that shit. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I was doing like the DoorDash and I was like, I was actually on a delivery. I, I didn't meet you at that moment, but that's when like we first kicked it. Because like we, ha- we hadn't kicked it up until this point. And I was like doing the delivery, and then I seen you, and I was like, I was like Rick, and we were like in San <laughs> That's Francisco. That's right, you were doing yeah. DoorDash or something. Yeah, like yeah. This, so yeah. well, anyway, I finished the delivery, but anyway, so like, yeah, I was doing that to sustain myself. Um, I think at the time they were paying seven dollars a delivery, and then you get tips. And some people are really fucking nice. I'm not one of those people. Like, I give like a dollar sometimes too. Like, I started do- doing it to the point where like, yo, like I am paying for a service, like. If I ask for fucking sauces or some shit like that, I'm going to check the bag. And I give cash now. Because, like, DoorDash, um, they make you tip before you order. Okay. Postmates um, doesn't require until your next order. Like, hey, remember last week when you ordered? Like, um, like how was your delivery? Do, do you want to tip the person $2 or whatever? And sometimes, like, people order constantly. So, like, you'll get it, like, right away or the next day or whatever. And sometimes it takes a while. Or sometimes yeah. it takes, and you know, it, it comes through though. But like, that's what one thing I don't like DoorDash, but that's just platforms or whatever. Oh, shit, my bad. Yeah, it's like the difference between Uber and Lyft or whatever. Like, same thing. You can tip people. Like, I think Lyft requires you to do it like before you ride and then, uh, or like when you ask for the ride oh, or really? as soon as the ride is done. And then Uber, I think they don't even require you that you tip. Like, you don't have to or whatever. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So like, they actually yeah. added that way later because Lyft. Liv had it first. Yeah, yeah. And then all that stuff is, again, like, with cars, is especially difficult to talk about because, like, because nobody considers, like, the fact that basically what they're doing is instead of instead of maintaining, like, a whole fleet of vehicles, you know, like, instead of having, like, a lot of delivery trucks or cars or whatever, they borrow people's mm-hmm. uh, property. You know, they, they have you use your vehicles to go and deliver all that stuff. So they don't have to actually invest in the infrastructure of the delivery mechanism you know what i mean well, actually, unlike I, the I post just, office or anyone else they gotta you know i just got a uh one of those settlement things on in the in the mail like because I, I guess they're suing them now for like low wages or wages that they they were um cutting back from them right that's cool uh i don't i don't feel like i want it because i was actually really thinking about doing it again because uh I mean, uh, you can take the settlement and still do it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're paying you out in, anyway. Yeah, and that's true. It's probably for something like I'm saying, like, you know, like it's aversive. Like people, people are not paying attention to the numbers. It's like predatory lending, you know, like they let people who don't have money, they let them borrow money that they can't pay back. Yeah. And then whatever they buy, they just take it away and they keep the money that they already paid off, you know. So they do that for houses. They do it for, like, you know, like, all around the hood, there's, like, all these places called PLS. What is it? Uh, Something check cashing. is like, a, like oh, one yeah, of those yeah. many check next, cashing next places. Check cashing, yeah. Well, I always, like, every time I look at it, I always clown it. I always call it predatory lending store, PLS. Oh, okay. Because it's just so perfect because that's exactly what they do. Like, they just tax people, basically. They're like loan sharks in the hood, like legal loan sharks. Yeah. Like, they don't need to hire a buff dude to come and beat you up. 
they can get the cops to go and arrest you. No you know? shit. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, a debt will go to collections. And if the collections is too high and you avoid it, like the legal, eventually at the end of the, the, the line, the legal limit is you're probably going to go to jail if you don't pay it. Or they're going to threaten you with ruining your credit and right. taking away other opportunities from your life, you know, just because you you are a victim to this. It's a it's criminal, in my opinion, you know, lending people money. In the same way, I think like Uber and Lyft and all these places, I think they're kind of criminal too. Like They definitely you know. are. I mean... Like for certain people, like w one thing about the uh, the big the best thing about like Uber Lyft is like you know it was like a cheap thing, um to do so that people like who didn't have cars or yeah who can afford a cheap ride somewhere or the people who were uh yeah I, I, I think you're right like look I think what you're trying to say is like the idea behind like ride share is obviously a very good idea you know but when the especially drunk drunk drivers and things like this you know yeah. like imagine how much help like uber and lyft has had on people not driving places yeah. and getting faded and then wrecking you know yeah it's probably like a big deal you know i just wish that it wasn't like some crazy private organization who's trying to like rob everyone and i was about to get to that like yeah. but like when the ceo is a fucking billionaire now like yeah that's ridiculous yeah you know? it's like dude like what is he doing you know all these people I don't know. I, I feel like they were they started to really, really like um, taking more money for themselves when they were trying to develop systems. I have I have a a, a, um, a, a roommate who works for Uber. He, oh, okay. he was working on the automated um, truck delivery, but I think Tesla beat them to it. Yeah, I've also worked for Uber for before their bike program jump. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. So I've done a lot of work for the bike because you know i'm in the bike industry so, so it's affecting me as well uber's jump jump yeah and uber oh. say like they Do they, have uh, own it. Too? they have the scooters and the bikes yeah. what's their scooter the jump scooter yeah and they actually own another subsidiary company under a different name as well and they also like yeah it's it, it's all like conflated like they're all they're basically homies and they all know the same they, they're in the same game you yeah. know what i mean like they're all doing the same thing but like and now it's all connected. Like what I was doing before was working for when I first came back to L.A., um, I wanted to see what like what it was about like here. Like they had the Metro bike share thing. Right. And they, yeah, you got they, into that for a bit. Right. Yeah. They, they, I wanted to see what that bike share thing was about. And then they had the then I went to, to Uber. And Uber pays a lot more. But again, like. It's a shitty company. It, they're crazy, dude. They're just like it's just straight robbery. It's amazing, actually. And they're not robbing people like, like uh, they're not robbing the clients who use the service. Like that's not who they're robbing. Like they're robbing taxpayers. They're robbing like the municipal like areas where they set up the bikes. How so? Uh, they charge the city like a grip of money. They're like, yo, like we're gonna set up a a, a bike share system in your city, right? And uh, it's gonna be uh, a metro bike share system. And it's going to allow people to get around, right? It's great. Every city has one. That's how they sell it, right? And then the city's like, okay, how much? And they're like, uh, this much. Like a crazy tab, you know? Like a million dollars or more, you know? Just like to start, year. yeah. Just for the year, yeah. So the city gives them all this money. Then they take this money. And, like, of course, this company, uh, specifically for Metro, you would think it would, that if it was Metro Bike Share, that it would be like the municipal, like MTA, right? Like the Metro people. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not even those people, dude. It's another company called Bicycle Transit Systems, and they're from like the East Coast. 
And so they're taking money from California and they're just like sending it all to the East Coast and they're distributing it to all their homies and everyone who's like, who doesn't actually do anything. Of course, they get paid a grip, you know, like yeah. people whose titles are like nothing, like uh, administrative this and that, you know, and they don't do anything. They get all the, the, the money. And then, of course, the people who work in the neighborhood, if it were up to them, they wouldn't even hire anyone from the neighborhood dude, that they're operating in. But they have to because the city required it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, no, you're required to hire like Somebody, a certain amount yeah. of people from the from from L.A., from the neighborhood that to you're going to work in. Exactly. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. But if it were up to them, they wouldn't even do that. And this other company, Bicycle Transit to Systems. That, to them, it's just like they're losing money. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't care about that. They just, you know, they want to keep the money like with them, you know. And so these companies, they uh, they funnel the money, the municipal money, our taxpayer money that we pay taxes for here in California. They take that money and they use it for their own private companies, for their own startups. And then meanwhile, if you go to downtown L.A., those bikes, one, nobody gives a shit about those bikes. Nobody fucking rides those things. You know what I mean? So that's already a problem. They're like less than one ride per day per bike so like that's terrible like that's not even a good business model like every every so, uh, year they lose money uh, yeah every year the, they use the money. city or, or the company that the, the company doesn't even make money it's not even profitable oh, so the city gives them money and the company doesn't even make it back not even a little bit not even 20 percent like literally all the money is going down the dump they're just throwing it away like it's ridiculous yeah. and san it's, francisco yeah. definitely uses them yeah, but even up there, even up there, the the, the uh, ridership is not they they every year they always lose money. But it's not oh. as bad as here. Okay. Uh, but over there, like they have the Ford Go bikes. Yeah. Remember when those things appeared in San Francisco? Everybody hated those things. Remember in the Mission District area, and they lit them on fire. And I they, didn't know that. Shit. No, you didn't know that. Didn't yeah. Know when they first appeared, yeah, they appeared everywhere and like all at once like that. And it's the same problem, Ford. Out of all the companies, you know, put up a bunch of money to have their ugly ass logo over all these bikes all across the city. That's like that, to me, that's like graffiti. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to see Ford everywhere. Like, get that shit out of here. You know, they're still there, it's, uh, yeah, they're still there, of course. But, you know, even even if they all got lit on fire and got thrown into the bay, like they were like, it's nothing to them because they don't care about the actual bikes. Like, they just care about setting up the system for the city. Yeah. It's like a contract. A bike probably costs, like, $100 to make or something. No, they, they cost a little bit of money. Yeah, they're really? kind of expensive, yeah. But, you know, they don't care about maintaining them. You know, the lifespan for one of those bikes or scooters is, like, one to two months. Like, it's going to be out in the field for, like, one to two months before it gets fucking trashed. Yeah, by yeah. some fucking. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Dude. Have you seen the tweakers over there just riding around on painted Ford bikes? Remember that there was like a whole page of like people just an like Instagram page of people just la launching bird scooters and lime scooters. Oh like yeah, on yeah, and shit. Yeah, we might we might be able to pull that up later. I'm done. Yeah, but <laughs> dude, people like I think it was called hashtag cease and desist, and people were just like the messengers in, the, in San Francisco. You know, like we used to be kind of connected with the uh -huh. people who rode bikes over there. And, yeah, they were always, like, every time they would ride by, they would U-lock them to stuff, you know, and, like, just leave the lock there or, or like, cut the wires or throw them over the bridge or or just if you see, like, a nice, neat pile of, like, 10 scooters, yeah, <laughs> just domino them, you know. This happens everywhere. And, like, I'm not condoning that people go that and man. destroy this property, you know, because, like, obviously that's criminal, you know. And that's like, a waste of, I don't know, it's already, like, it's already made, you know, like, why destroy resources? They're just going to make more, like, 
You know, they're not yeah, gonna yeah. fucking stop. They're not gonna stop. They're just gonna they're, they're gonna just gonna stop. order more batteries from China. I was working you know? and at, all that shit comes from China too. I, I was dude. working at a place where, where they were making a shitload of them. Like for like six months. Like I I feel like this company was contracted for like a cool minute because right before I just got fired on on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Oh no. And so right before like probably like That's a, terrible. Month, a month ago, like they kinda just disappeared from that warehouse. But they like had like hundreds of limes bikes and lime scooters like just they would like stack them up and then yeah. you'd see them like like slowly bring them out to the Dude, parking lot. It's, it's it's literally it's ridiculous, bro. You wouldn't even understand how stupid it feels to work at one of these places. Like when you work at like uh like any other store, like where the the whole point is to get people to ride a bike or. You wanna you work at a car dealership. You wanna get someone to drive a nice car because it's nice, and you you wanna get them all the features and all. It's like there, it feels like you're doing something, right? Yeah, because you're you're pretty much um, like helping them boost their ego with with what they're about to buy, like something that's that's, that's to also the indiv- true. Yeah. Individual, you or know? you wanna get them, you know, if it's like whatever you're selling, it's because you believe in the product and you want them to use it, right? Yeah. For the most part. But of course, there's some shady businesses out there too. But these places, they 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 literally do not care about anything. They don't I mean they don't care about the laws, because it was illegal for them to dump all that stuff on the street when yeah. they did it. Yeah, you remember me telling me. And then about the that. city indicted them and was like, "Hey, yo, like, like we're gonna fine you a hundred thousand dollars each company unless you get them out all by tomorrow," and they did it somehow. And it's the same thing with the scooters. They they don't actually do anything. Like they just put out a bulletin and told all the people at work, like, because uh, you know people work charging those. You know they don't even charge. They don't even maintain them. Like the mechanics that work for Lime, they are also contracted. Like they they go at night with their with their car and pick up the scooters. The mechanics. The, yeah, they throw them in their car. They take them to their house, and then they have like some random dude who's not qualified. Who took a random test online? Like, is this a disc brake? Yes, you know. And like, th- is, does this bolt fit there? No, you know. Like this, what that kind of questionnaire. Fuck? You take a test like this, and then all of a sudden you're a qualified mechanic, right? I did that for a bit too. The the charging. Yeah, and then you go and pick up the scooters. You uh, charge them. But you the need, same you way. You need a truck though. Yeah, yeah. You need some kind of transportation. A, there was to, a cool system for that shit. I don't know if you actually tried it, but uh, so when I first did it. Like, I remember I went out and I was like, okay, I went bird hunting, quote unquote, right? Because, like, for bird, like, they have, like, li- these weird, like, terms or whatever. Yeah. And so I went bird hunting, and I remember the first the first couple ones I got, I was like, oh, cool, easy. I took them back to my house, started charging them. And then I remember I was, like, looking for one around my pad. Because around my pad, it's not, like, a busy area. So, you know, it was kind of hard to find them around me or whatever. And I found one, and I was like, oh. so So this is how it works, like. If they go offline after they lose their battery for the day, like within the next, I mean, within the first two hours or something, the first couple hours, they only give you $5 for retrieving that and then charging it and then putting out the next day. If if that if that bird has been offline for more than like 10 hours, they increase the price to $10. And then once you charge it and put it back on the street, they'll give you 10 bucks. But if it's been out for more than 24 hours, you get $20. So what I discovered really early on was that a lot of people just fucking keep them in their houses for like a day. Just and wait till it got to the it, and hour then, mark. And then they, 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 they themselves go out and they fuck. So I would like go out and be like, what the fuck? Where am I? And I'd be like clicking on the <laughs> damn, like like making it chirp or whatever. And like they'd be behind like 
gates or inside garages and i was like oh, yeah, shit. inside of closed like yeah you know, and i was areas. like i'm gonna do that shit too and fuck it like you gotta play the game dude because like it was it was crazy out there like you know like it's people, ridiculous dude but i couldn't do it because like some people have trucks and you fucking stack like 30 of them you know and with me it was like i had a, my little car and like but I, even then like like if we did the math like say you picked up Say you had a pickup it's worth truck. It. It's worth it. You think bro. it's worth it I if you pick up if it twenty was, of them? Yeah, dude, twenty times twenty. Yeah, but that's four hundred bucks but, for a day. But realistically, you're gonna get like a bunch of five dollar ones, and then maybe but, some. But that's why, some like, ten dollar ones. That's you would keep them though. And they don't even give you your like the they sell you their charger for you to charge their yeah, fucking that's scooters. That's whack. Like, yeah, yo, send me one for free in the mail. You know, like yeah. why you gotta sling it to me? Like that's yeah. whack. They're not they're not losing money anywhere. You know what I mean? And with the charging, if you think about it, imagine how much it would cost to set up a facility to keep a bunch of scooters and have them constantly charging. And then you'd have to hire people to drive out in vans and pick up all these scooters, take them back to that warehouse, charge them, you know, check them for repairs and shit, send them out. That's how Uber does it. That's the difference between Uber and all the other scooter companies. Uber Jump actually has a, a facility, a facility yeah, yeah. Where, where they go and they pick up these scooters. They take them there. They they actually have some employees, and the employees are basically technicians who do repairs because people, of course, they vandalize everything, and uh, and then they have uh, the guys who do the charging and the picking up all the shit, you know. Oh, okay. So where other guys like Lime and Bird, they just have other people do it. You know? yeah, they yeah. don't even have a place to to do that. <laughs> I feel like that makes more sense. I mean, I I again, I get what you're saying. You know, like they're they're pretty much paying somebody to waste their own resources you know their their house yeah. power because the if someone went and calculated like okay i made this much money but then minus gas like i remember minus my, all this my roommates you know like uh I, like i remember when i brought him home this fool was like he's like oh so you're gonna like pay more of the uh the power the power bill and i was like i was like yeah dude don't <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing yeah you have to consider like how much electricity yeah. those little but i didn't do it for two chargers long. i probably did in. like I probably made like a hundred bucks or something. Dude, it's ridiculous. And even if the scooters didn't get vandalized, even if they didn't get beat up like on purpose, like just from regular riding, everything wears out on those things. You know what I mean? Like they're not designed to even last longer than like eight months at most, like from normal usage. Yeah. The batteries, the, the batteries are terrible. They get drained and they, they lose their power to charge very quickly you know and it's so crazy because batteries like they pollute like the environment like a lot you know we're talking about like heavy metals and where are we going to be disposing all these fucking batteries you know and it's like like hundreds of thousands of batteries are out there like every day you know with the uber bikes and with the jump bikes and all that stuff literally hundreds of thousands of batteries are out there like all the time and people jack stuff from those bikes like yeah all the time, the, yeah People will rip the batteries from it. They'll, they'll rip everything off of those bikes. It's just such a stupid design. Like, yo, like, no one's taking care of this. AKA, like, you know. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, the more I think about all of these, like, like, the bike industry is just one example, you know? But there's, like, they took over the streets with these fucking bikes, and they ruined basically a lot of the, like, they have no shame either how they set up. Like, Ford go bikes set up a fucking thing like right in front of the bike shop, you know? Yeah. Like you don't care about like established retail places that do something related to that, you know? If there was an electric scooter shop 
they don't care. They're going to set up outside, you know. They're going to put their scooters outside of that scooter. Like, they have no respect, you know. They put them all in the way. There's nowhere where you can actually even legally ride them, you know. Like, you got to go on the bike path. But, like, no one listens. Like, everyone just rides on the sidewalk, you know, with no helmet, you know. And you're supposed to wear a helmet when you're riding any mobility scooter or anything that's going faster than, like, I think five miles per hour, you got to wear a helmet. Like A bicycle? Or scooter, or like if you're on a bike, it like it depends. But like the terms of service, like legally, no. Like if you're over the age of eighteen, yeah. you don't have to wear a helmet. But the terms of service that the city mandates is that they have to wear the helmet, even if you're over eighteen, for the scooters or the bikes. Oh, okay. Yeah, but nobody does. But nobody does it. Nobody does it. Well, who the fuck carries this? Uh, just like if I seen a scooter on the street, like because I've used them like plenty of times, and like I'm not carrying a helmet. Like yeah, no one's carrying a helmet. Yeah, dude. who who is carrying a helmet? I've seen dude? people. There's people. Maybe maybe someone who's using them every day to commute. Yeah. At which point, it's probably more expensive to do that than to just buy your own scooter. Your own you know, shit, yeah. support your local bike shop. Buy your own bike. You know, support your local scooter shop. Buy a scooter. You know, instead these people want to. That's I think that's the root of the problem. That's what I was gonna try and get at. The root of this problem is uh, people trying to take the easy way out. Like, people don't want to buy a car. They just want to Uber places. People don't want to buy a bicycle. They just want to borrow one off the street, you know? People don't want to maintain shit. They don't want to maintain anything. They don't want to learn about anything. They don't want to even navigate to where they're going. They just want Google to tell them how to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't like. They don't want to even go get food. They just want to order it online and have that shit appear in front of their house like that, you know? I just saw that movie, uh, Wally again. You That's know? how we're going to end up, dude. Yeah. We're going to end up like fat bastards on the fucking thing, yeah. just getting fed and watching TV. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. That's what we're turning into, if you think about it. I don't think we're going to get there. I think we're going to die off. It's unsustainable. That's what my point is. Like, like <laughs> there's no way. You know what I mean? It's unsustainable. Like, how have people not figured out? Like, and I always think about this. Just like, you don't have to be a genius. You just have to look at the math. Like, yo, if I go on Lyft, right, and it costs me $2 to go like three miles that way, that's ridiculous. Like, how much is that dude going to get? For carrying me <clears throat> to like three miles away for like two. no, there's a minimum. But you know what I was thinking right now? Like, I took a I, I used a scooter from from so I I went to go get my my uh, motorcycle fixed and uh, I dropped it off and I was like, well, how the fuck am I gonna go get home? Right? So I was like, oh, let me do Uber Pool, right? So that's a lot cheaper. But I recently found out that like Uber Pool, especially during traffic hours. Like they don't fucking pick you up. Like they're not gonna fuck with you. What do you mean? Like it's like they too, just they just won't get it. Yeah, they they just won't pick it up. They're just like, nah, it's too cheap. You know where like it doesn't make if it's not the perfect like line of people to pick up and make enough money, they won't they won't they won't even go. They won't even go. So like you'll wait like fucking five ten minutes. Like it'll be like two minutes to get you connection, and then the connection takes like three minutes. And it's like, sorry, every Uber in your area is not available. So whatever, that shit was like six dollars, and then an Uber X was ten bucks. And that it was it was when I the day I I went to go take the the motorcycle, I got fired, which was last <laughs> Tuesday. And so I was like, you keep bringing that up. Yeah. It sounds like you're having a hard time dealing with that subject. Now I I, I want to talk about it too, though. But um, just like about like I want to talk about when once you get there about like the idea the. the the thought of like the behind the mind of how it work, how my mind works when it comes to like, should I freak out or not? Oh, you know? I see. Yeah. Like, 
and why why I didn't and you know. Well tell me now. Oh okay. Um yeah, I guess I other shit. Well what important. were you doing there first of all? Oh, where at the at my that job? job, yeah. So um <clears throat> I was a lead at the time, uh like three weeks ago and I uh, was making machines, the extraction machines that extract cannabis oil from from weed. Like uh like pressing machines? Like no, nah, they're press? like they're like these huge so the company that hired us to do it was Delta Separations. And there's three there's three stages to this to these machines. So it's like each machine's like one stage. And all the machines together cost you five hundred thousand dollars. And so um like they call them the Ferrari of of these because they were so fucking pretty and that was thanks to me and our team or whatever. You know, like we were it was the most cosmetic thing you've ever had to do. And like, this is welding, right? You're yeah, welding these things. Is this titanium welding? No, nah, it was stainless steel, um stainless steel. But like like usually every place I've worked, you know, like you can get away with like shit looking kinda like ugly sometimes. Like if you fuck up a little bit and it looks ugly, like no one's gonna kick your ass for it, you know? As long as it works. It's clean as far like clean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's like the same for bikes. Yeah, yeah, these machines were like yeah, bikes are definitely more cosmetic. But like these were definitely like cosmetic, dude. Like there was something wrong with the welding. Like hey, you have to fix it, you know. And so <clears throat> that's what we we're doing. So pretty much last November, I got uh, my manager talked to me. He's like, hey, like um, we're gonna bring you back from San Jose to Hayward. And uh, these are two cities that are like 40 minutes, 30 minutes from each other or whatever. And my company had two different um, sites. And so we, I was at San Jose at the time and last year from July to November. And then November, they were like, we have this new project coming up. We want you to, we want, we want you to lead it, you know. Somebody had already started the research and development for it. And so I was pretty much taking over. Um, and it was awesome, dude, like. Pretty much for me personally, like if you give me something new to work with, like a new toy, new puzzle or something like that, I'll dive in. Like it's super exciting and I'll I'll do my best to finish it all the way, you know, and I did like I would fucking go through the worst headaches, dude, like like last year at this time. This is all welding. This is all welding. Yeah. Welding and fabrication. So like this whole time, like I'm I'm like literally losing my health. This is uh, in the last podcast if you look at it you know i talked all about health or whatever i was like i would show up to work looking like a ghost because i was working 14 15 16 hours a day you know trying to get these things out like we had like these deadlines oh we need this by this time you know like i remember i, I was i had a flight to to uh and thanksgiving or something like that and i was like hey i gotta go to la he's like he's like man we need this you know we need this bad and i was like well get me my flight to la dude like you know and i'll stay an extra day and they're like, all right, we'll do that for you. So they were like, we were working back and forth. And it was awesome for like four months. Uh, and then we finally got everything, you know, up to par, up to speed. Pretty much we got it to the point of production where like there's no more figuring shit out. It's all we already know what to do. Just do it faster. Do it the same. Do it faster. Do it the same. Do it faster. Do the same, you know. I fucking hate that kind of stuff. And this is all the same kind of, this is the same machine, the same company? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just making, we were just making the same one. Like, we were already at like at serial number 140 or something like that. They take, they take a while. They take like a day, sometimes two days to, to do different, different things. So like, right. we have frames and then the parts that go into them. Well, how big is one of these machines? It, uh, it, but you say it's not a press machine. So 
It's because from what I know about extracts, like when they're extracting weed, like there's two types of ways to do it. The first way is they have a machine. It's like a hydraulic press, mm-hmm. right? And you push a button and it and it warms up these plates and they get hot. And then the plates press the weed and extract the oils because it's hot, right? So like that's one way to extract it. Yeah, the, there's a lot of ways to extract. The second way I seen was like the way I don't like, which is people using butane canisters, With PVC yeah, pipe, yeah, and then like shoving it in and like, and then it goes through the weed yeah. and like melts off. My homies stuff. did that one time. That's dangerous. We lit the garage on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's dangerous. We, we, they had left a tray because like they had the tube. Uh, like dripping onto the tray and we were just like chilling and smoking. We would be smoking weed next to that pipe. And then somebody like flicked a joint or a cigarette and it landed on that tray, bro. And I should lit up. I remember he had like a dry like trees hanging, like yeah. drying and shit. And those things just caught on fire, dude. Oh no. But uh anyway, no, it's not like that. It's they're like uh so we call it the first stage is called the cup thirty and the cup thirty is it, it holds 30 pounds of weed. That's how big it is. So it's like that wide, you know, it's round and it's like this big or something like that. And so you just stuff weed in there and then it's like a washing machine. And just fucking Oh, that's it. a different way then. That's actually the newest way yeah. of doing it. So like what, Eth- ethanol. what I've seen that they've done before is they take um, like screens mm-hmm. like with different micron levels. So like. Imagine like a like a like a like a coffee strainer, but like an advanced one that has mm-hmm. like different levels of like things that can go through it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the holes get smaller and smaller. So like they they put the weed on top of this thing and then they shake it, right? And then they're shaking up the weed and it, like all of the little like white bristles that are you know like when you look at weed, there's like little crystals all yeah. on the outside. All that stuff kind of like falls off, and it falls through the mesh, and then it falls through like several layers of mesh, right? And then it eventually it becomes what they call hash, hashish, or that's mm-hmm. how people make hash, right? Which is basically like the same thing as pressing it, but you're just doing it while it's dry and at room yeah. temperature. And right? then I'm pretty sure it doesn't damage. It doesn't damage. It's exactly heat, right. No yeah. heat damage. You know? No heat damage. No so chemical damage. Exactly. Yeah. So what they what they've been doing lately is instead of just using sifting and gravity, they've been putting it in a washer with ice. And I watched like a crazy Nitrogen, video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they just like shake it around with cold like yeah. you know cold water and then like and then they sift it through the same process of through the micron cloths yeah. but instead of doing it while dry they do it with liquids and uh-huh. it, it like it falls through and then eventually you get like a like a brown ball of yeah. like hash or whatever so that's what you're making those washing machine things yeah yeah so it was like this big washing machine and it gave you like a gallon of like this this goo or like this like thing and then from there you'd put it inside the next stage which is called the evaporator and it was like this long tube that was like it was probably like that wide and it was probably like seven sixty inches uh tall and so they put it in in there just like all these little fucking tubes and stuff i don't know how it works exactly i just know how to make the thing or whatever right and then um it drips down and it like evaporates slowly and it becomes even more condensed. And then there's another rolling film that makes it even more condensed. So whatever, at the end you're left with this vial of like $10,000 worth of oil, $10,000 worth of oil. Like that out of this little vial, like you can make chocolates, fucking all kinds of shit or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, make products to make $10,000 worth of stuff. So whatever. I've been thinking a lot about that as well. I think it's a, you know, now that it, it's marijuana get, is legal here. It's gonna get bigger, dude. It's just gonna get bigger. Yeah, it is gonna get bigger. I feel like 
we're like halfway through the expansion, you know? Like I I feel like it was a good idea to get into this business like early on, you know, before it kinda of started blowing up. I think it's like halfway through the explosion and then like and I think like maybe like in like a year or two like, yeah. it'd be too late. Like they're like Marlboro is gonna be making fucking weed cigarettes later, you know that's what I mean? <laughs> but uh yeah, so I was that's what I was doing. Um, like I said, it got boring. Um, back in June of this year, uh, they pretty much let go of a lot of people, I think in May. And I thought I was going to be one of those people. I was like, I'm not really giving my all anymore, you know, uh, and I expected to get let go. So when they kept me on, I was surprised and I was like, what the fuck? Like you guys kept me on. They're like, well, dude, like you're really good at what you do. Like, you know, just try to try harder, you know, like just let's do better. Come on, you know, stop fucking around. And so I was like, ah, all right, you know. So I would, I would try, you know, like I would, I would do what I could, and then sometimes, like I'd fuck, I fuck off. I'd be on my phone, or like I'd fucking go to the bathroom and shit. You know, I started being one of those employees, and uh, um, yeah, just kind of like not caring about my job, because like deep down inside, I really didn't want to be there. And uh, um, and what happened? They were just like, hey, yo. Yeah, pretty Get much. The fuck out of here. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> first they stripped me of the lead title, and then and then they then they fired me like two weeks later, cause like I was I was like <laughs> I was eating in my in my area and I was supposed to do that. Yeah, I'm just like not a not a great rule break follower, especially when I don't give a fuck. And um, yeah, yeah. Not to say that like I don't like I regret it, cause I'm like man, I could have kept going. You know, I was making great money there, but. Um, getting over that, like that day, I literally just started applying for jobs that day. Um, somebody hit me up and was like, Hey man, like I do uh tours in SF. Like, you know, I want you to come and um, do photography for us. And I, I fucking made this, like I made 150 bucks, you know, like for doing two nights. And yeah, then- I'm actually surprised as well. Like, after I got back from SF, like I've been taking pictures as well, pretty pretty often. I, yeah. I got a pretty big portfolio now, mostly focusing on like party photography. But yeah, people have been asking me now, like, "Yo," and you get like, paid too? It's like way easier than DJing. Like DJing, I have to carry shit, you know. I have to set up. I have to play for like six hours straight, you know. Sometimes I go to a gig and I just play like a one hour set or whatever. Like maybe that's the only time it's kind of comparable to photography. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like taking pictures is like it's like way easier, dude. Like I just show up, like it's all about having the right camera and knowing how to take pictures. It's like it's not hard, it's not difficult, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not and I feel like there's a lot of photographers out there like starting like getting into the business and I think if they just approached it like the way that a DJ approaches his gigs, you know, like you go out there and you get gigs, you know, like you work hard to get them like You'd show people, like, yo, like, I could take pictures of your party. They're going to look rad. Or I could take pictures of whatever, you know, and they'll look really good. Yeah. People need, like, we're in the digital age of, like, people trying to make everything look very good, you know. So there is more work for photographers and videographers, I think, now. You think so? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe it's saturated, you know. Maybe there's too many photographers and too many videographers. But there's more work. That's okay. why there's more of them. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So and there's a lot of whack ones. Like if you you can easily climb up that ladder and like sift out all the whack photographers and all the whack videographers. There's, yeah. a, there's a grip. I'm definitely like not the best photographer right now, but uh, I try and like you know the people that I take pictures of like they've liked my stuff so far. 
Yeah, that's and, and I'm started. cheap. Yeah. I'm cheap too. So you know, like it's not like they're they're like expecting fucking super professional. That's why my Instagram is called Super Amateur Photo. You know. Yeah, you probably would have to do something about that eventually, though. My my Instagram account? <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is you can easily just change it, you know? Yeah. I would even go to, like, the rest of the platforms. Pick it, you know, pick something that you like. Pick a nice name, you know? And then after you... I you just know, I just feel like, like, with even the... Even just Eloy's... Exactly. I don't want to do that shit. Like, everybody has that. Like, what's the, what's so... Like, like, I feel like with that is already, like, not standing out, you know? Eloy Delgadio Photography. No, not like that. That's or like, Eloy's that photography. Like, I don't know. Some, yeah. I, Something f- clever, you know. Think of a clever way of, you know, yeah. designing that around it. But I'm not even, I don't, I don't even tell people I'm a photographer. Like, it doesn't say it anywhere, you know. Yeah. Except maybe on my website, I have, like, one, like, tab or one page where it's, like, just pictures. But for the most part, like, I guess I'm more, like, of, of an event organizer. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, okay. you know. And that but, comes yeah. with the package. Yeah, yeah, like, I take pictures, I take videos, yeah. like, I fucking bring music you know these things lights speakers well i i started to to really like uh say that because i wanted to put it into fruition is that what the word is fruition fruition yeah <laughs> fruta close enough <laughs> person like pretty much like i i wanted to do that because um like all my life i kind of was always shy about their like i was i'm confident in certain things but like when it comes to being something like, what does it take to be a master? What does it take to actually know what you're doing? Well, that's where I think that's where where you're confused. There's a misconception. There's a there's like a something that I learned when I was young is that there is no such thing as, a master. as someone who is who is something like titles don't actually exist. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a DJ because I because I DJ because that's what I do. Right. So I I claim it. Yeah. Like you have to be the one to claim it. Like no one gives you a certificate that says, "Here, Elo, you're a photographer." Right. Exactly. Like no. Like you're the one that has to just say, "I am a photographer" because I take pictures, and you just claim it. You know. Yeah. The every everything else is fake, dude. When people try to get at you, like, "Oh, I've been doing it for ten years," like they're that's just fake, dude. Now there are some people that do deserve respect who have been doing something for a really long time and have mm-hmm. been like and kind of advance that to a whole new level right yeah so those those things sure like you know i think that they deserve like to be praised to be elevated to a different level of like yeah these guys taught me a lot about photography or music or whatever it may be you know so i think that's important but at the same time they you know people have said it you fake it till you make it right like you just like you have to be confident in the fact that you know how to do what you like to do yeah and then People, you don't have to convince people. Like people will know. So, like for instance, uh, I follow this um, this page on Facebook. It's called San Francisco Bay Area Photographers and Models. And so there's just like models, companies, and photographers on there, and they're constantly like asking each other. Like usually, models and photographers will like talk to each other for like free shoots. You know, a model wants a photographer, and they're like they're they're sharing each other times for free because they. They're both giving each other exposure or whatever. But a company, if they ask for a photographer or a model, then company's paying, you know what I'm saying? And so these two people were asking for photographers. And I saw both of their posts and I was like, I was like, after I got fired, I was like, fuck it. I, and I I never said this before. And I was just like, hi, I'm Ilo Delgadillo. I'm a professional photographer. Uh, my rate is $75 an hour and this and that. Boom, boom, boom. And they're just like, 
boom on it like they wanted me they wanted to do this day it didn't work out because like i guess their models and their products were like off or whatever and i ended up saying like i'm gonna come out to la so i don't have time for it anymore but i wanted to do it last week but just saying that just saying it like i was like holy shit yeah no shit i was fucking shitting balls because i didn't have the equipment that they needed like i didn't didn't have lighting and stuff like that and i was gonna just go get it but all that stuff you you know you work with what you have for the meanwhile and then you know if you need to advance if you need to add more to your arsenal then you could do that with time you know nobody starts with like like how stupid would it be to go and buy everything that you need for a professional shoot like lights and everything i right? was literally gonna do and, that but i was gonna return it <laughs> I was gonna you, return you, return. sure borrowing it yeah. or something like that sure but like if you like literally bought everything to be like you're throwing yourself in the water and you haven't even put your foot in to test it yeah. to see how hot it is you know what i mean like it's much better like you don't want to risk everything either for like you know like this type of business is risky like unlike like having the, a job like you were talking about like all the lenses and stuff at the buy. like i bought an 85 millimeter um 85 millimeter 1.8 right okay yeah and i was like oh this is dope like i want to do bokeh you know i, I want to get portraits and then when like this these guys started to ask me for pictures and like you know certain things i was like oh fuck i can't do like an event with this with this lens yeah you, you know? cannot yeah and i was like damn so but but like it was weird because like i would still get invited he'd be like well just come and try it out you know we'll see what, we'll see what we get and they were just like yo i love these pictures and i was like really like i wasn't I just did what I the best I could do with with the lens I had, but doing that like I figured it out like I figured out how to fucking use that lens you know and I was like, oh shit yeah that's how it happens yeah so I was like you know experience is very important too like you know and this is how I feel about it like as well when it comes to all of these different independent like jobs or whatever or like or entrepreneurship hustles mm-hmm. or whatever like for the most part. There's a bunch of people out there faking it till they make it or whatever, you know, people pretending that they can do all these things for you. But in the end, like, it does take a certain amount of skill to be able to take pictures, to be able to make videos, edits, things like this. It takes time to learn all those things individually, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, one person cannot do everything, you know? So, like, when you look at someone, they're editing videos, they took a long time, they learned whatever program they used, Adobe Premiere, Final Cut Pro, they're making these clips and all this stuff, right? Like, that's important. Then when you look at a photographer, like, you had to learn that particular lens, right? You had an experience with that lens. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you'll get another, like, multiple aperture, like, multi, multi-range multi uh, zoom lens, you know? And maybe you learn how to use that. Maybe you get, like, a nice wide open, like, you know, like, not for, like, portraits, but, like, you know, a wide-angle lens, and then you'll figure out that, So, you know. yeah, I pretty much, uh, this weekend, for that tour, for that tour company, um, it's called Wild SF Tours, just throwing their name out there, you know, they're pretty dope. They wanted to do a paranormal uh, tour, which was involved, like, uh, two hours and a half, and two hours and a half, and then, like, ten people on the tour, and small spaces, you know, low-lit areas, so... I was like, fuck, I don't have a lens for that. And then so I was like, well, I, you know, I know there's renting, you know. So I went to go rent one or whatever, and it cost me 30 bucks. And I got a 40 millimeter one, uh, 2.0. Yeah, that's perfect for that kind of scenario. And it was, like, it? awesome, dude. I was like, they love the pictures. I made a, a little video. I could show it. No, I'm fine. Yeah, you can. I mean, we can. If you is it on the internet? Nah, no, it's not. Yeah, well, then we can't. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but, yeah, so, like. Um, you can send it to me, and then I'll pull it up. All right. 
I'll I'll do it in a bit. We could, we could take a little break. Maybe I have to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, feel free. But uh, yeah, um, it it was dope. Uh, like I I really I really learned a lot, you know, and just just kind of faking it till I make it. I guess it's working out. You know, like I'm just I'm just putting myself out there. I've already told myself like if something does happen when like somebody doesn't like something, then we can always work out. Like you know, it's like hey, do you want your money back or like do you want me to try it again or what? whatever the case may be like if we don't want to work together anymore like, that's fine like i'm already okay with that kind of stuff uh, you know what i i would also advise is to stay away from all of that like corporate stuff because there's plenty of people out there robbing people who like have dreams about photography or djing or being a producer or there's all these like internet hustles right and there's like these companies or even other people who just rob people like and they 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 pretend to give them like all this hope like oh yeah we'll get you clients for your photography or subscribe here and subscribe there mm-hmm. share this and that and then we'll get you more customers and then the same thing happens to DJs the same thing happens to all these people who have these skills right so i would advise stay away from all that and work with like people that you know you know like it's always important to start there like you know if you go to parties, if you take, you know, wherever you're at, like where your friends are, like your actual base, people you actually know, you know, take pictures for them. And then that's kind of where it starts, you know. Yeah. Then after that, you know, what you were doing, hunting for people who might need photography in your area, like like a random tour guide thing or like, you know, something that has to do with San Francisco. Uh, you know, there's plenty of tourism over there. You can, there's you know, a lot of things know, going on, dude. There's plenty of stuff over so there many to take pictures on, for. Yeah. And at the same time, there's plenty of photographers. But what are all those other photographers doing? They're trying to get into this whole, like, I want to take pictures with models and I want to be a famous photographer type of thing, you know? I would probably stay away from that. I I would, like, start in a more humble base of, like, you know, working with local artists and people that you actually know, you know? Like, that's kind of what I do, I guess. Like, I I just go to gigs, I go to shows. It's actually a better, not a better, but, like, a nicer how do i say it like it feels like when i when i've done um models it's like well not models i haven't done many you know i did i took pictures of like two girls already you know and like you know it was fun like we had a good time doing it and whatnot but there's not like the artistry is not like the same when like I'm, i have a band or like a couple of people who are just like having fun you know it's yeah, like it a little bit feel, different yeah that's exactly right like there's two types of photography i'm not that for, kind of photographer yeah. i i only take pictures of things how they are you know what i mean like in oh, their okay. natural ambience like the way that people are acting normally I never take pictures of people when they know I'm taking a picture. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I take pictures of people when they're not looking or I'm taking pictures of bands while they're playing or the DJ when he's not, you know. Of course, sometimes people will catch me and be like, hey, you know, like, and or take a picture and they'll pose. But posing is not really my thing. And none of my pictures are, are edited. None of them. I upload them directly how they come from mm-hmm. my camera, you know, like just I definitely, raw. Yeah, I've definitely edited and, it. And that's good too, though. That's an actual photographer. I'm not an actual photographer. I'm more like just kind of capturing the ambience, you know? Yeah. Where the other type of work is that kind of work, like taking pictures of models, editing the pictures to get the maximum, like, qualities out of it, right? The, or whatever the, the particular model yeah. wants, right? Not, cause that's what your job is, right? You're yeah. manipulating it. Then you have to learn Photoshop, Lightroom, 
and all these other tools. So far, so far, just Lightroom. Because like Photoshop. You can also, I- if you have a Sony camera, right? Yeah. Well, you can also actually, if you wanted to know more about Sony cameras, like there's a, a lot of stuff that you can do with those cameras, dude. Like the first thing I would do is look up. Um, there's a thing where you can hack your Sony camera to do other things that it doesn't let you do normally. Like what? Like record for longer, like un- unlimited recording. Yeah, because that's how these two cameras that we're using for this podcast, that's how they're able to stay on forever without overheating. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, because they're hacked. You change the software? Yeah, you download. But these cameras, all the Sony cameras are basically Android machines. So you just go online and you f- search up like like hacking Sony cameras and you'll get like a, a, a web page. They let you download special programs because you know how your camera has like programs in it? like apps or whatever mm-hmm. and you can run an app uh like say like camera control and it's like an app that lets you use your phone to control your camera right it is very handy i use that all the time when i'm out taking pictures cuz uh sometimes my memory card runs out or whatever or sometimes i need like the phone is just like such a good tool to connect to your camera and another thing i do is every time i'm taking pictures at a party the pictures instantly go to my phone and then all of those pictures I upload immediately to Instagram. And I let people tag themselves. And I get more follows like that. I'm at, I'm at a party or whatever. Okay. Everyone's tagging themselves. And if I took like wait, wait, 50. So and you do the uh, the Wi-Fi remote where like I mean, after. you Yes. Yeah. You exactly. Just, after you've taken the pictures, you upload them? Or, no, no. or while you're taking while pictures? While you're taking, going they're straight? going straight to your phone instantly. Yeah. You need to teach me how to do that. Yeah. For sure. And then, then you can just open your Instagram app. They're all there already, and you yeah. can just tag them and shit. Yeah, it's very easy. Definitely need me to yeah, teach, so teach me that's that. one thing. The second thing, definitely hacking your camera so you can get more out of it. You know, it's just it's just so much cooler. And they, they give you like sometimes there's paid apps. Have you seen like when you go in there, like they charge you more money to get like a timer app, or they charge you more money for like different apps inside well, I, of the camera. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, so those you can get free versions of them from the same from the same. Uh, app or whatever you just download it it's like jailbreaking your camera kind of oh but it's not as complex as like iphone no it's like super easy like Uh, you can do it like it's like hella easy like super easy yeah you just gotta connect it to your yeah 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 you just go on on yeah exactly you connect it to computer you download the shit and done you know so i would definitely look into that but sony cameras they also have another tool that you should definitely use and they have a it's a three-part tool and i think it's better than lightroom because it's made by Sony. So you download this app and you have an A7 Mark II. Mark II. So you can just get the um, this app. It will definitely work with your camera. And it's basically Lightroom. But it lets you control your camera with the computer. So you can use the computer to take pictures like live. Like you can have your computer, you can have your camera on a tripod. Mm-hmm. And you can be taking pictures with your laptop like via the camera or whatever what the hell yeah that's yeah i've seen people um that's studio photography that's how people take pictures in the studio because you don't want to be touching the camera because then it's going to shake and like you know so you use the laptop to take pictures but also this is hacking it too or no this is part of sony's thing yeah sony has this triple program it's called remote uh live view and uh, something else. Basically, it's Lightroom plus so a do, more I, features. I do this with my laptop. I download yeah. the app on my laptop. It's free. Yeah. And then if you have a Sony camera, they it? give it to you. Is it with a USB cable? Yeah. It's it's awesome, dude. It's like 
you should definitely get this stuff on your computer, whatever kind of computer you have. And then it'll let you, like, it's like free Lightroom. Like, you can go on there and you can edit your pictures. And and it lets you do other things like like migrate pictures to your computer. And, like, it's just easier, you know? Mm-hmm. It's made by Sony. So get it. I don't know if anyone else takes pictures out there. But if you guys, you know, are interested, we can definitely dive more into that one of these days. Oof. Very hard topic to open up with. <laughs> What what are we what was the first thing? Uh, we were talking about the gig economy and all those oh, things, yeah. yeah, and the scooters, yeah. It it is crazy though, all that stuff too, man. This is exactly the see, like, all right. So these are the competing factors in our lives, right? Like, we got basically three options. We got a traditional employment, right? A job where they pay you steady money and then you do your taxes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You got B. A fucking a gig economy job where you get a 1099 form at the end of the year and you have to pay taxes. That's Uber, Lyft, that's all that shit, DoorDash, all of that. They don't actually have employees. They just have a bunch of subcontractors, right? And then C, your own hustle, your own uh, business that you start, whether it's an actual location or whether it's uh, a project like photography or DJing or producing or making YouTube videos, or whatever it may be, right? That's kind of like the three options that we have as a youth these days, and they're all terrible, to be honest. Like, the first option is a job. They're never they're never paying us a lot, and they're always firing us, and they're always fucking... These companies are always switching names and making us jump through all these hoops, you know, all these agencies and all this bullshit, right? Like, there isn't just, like, a good old job anymore, you know? And then option B... The gig economy, yeah. obviously, they fuck you, you know? And then option C, your own side business, well, damn, that's hard, too, you yeah. know? Like, so I, I, I want to I I say something about that, like, the whole job thing. So when I moved to the Bay, I got a job because uh, I had just gotten fired from SpaceX. And uh, SpaceX is out here in Hawthorne. And I, was, I started welding there. You know, I was there for four and a half years. And so when I left there... I went to go work for this company and they were like, oh, yeah, because well, I, I didn't really know, you know, that was my first like big job, you know, my first career job or whatever. And so when I left, I just opened my mouth like, yeah, I made this much money in my last job. And so they hear that and they're like, oh, but we'll pay you two dollars more or whatever, you know. But in the Bay, dude, like that was not nearly enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a, there's a big difference. People might not know big, about yeah. yeah. It's, it's even not. for me as a bicycle mechanic, like. Over here, you make nothing. Over there, we were actually making decent money working on bicycles. But it costs know. it costs way more to fucking it's live. It's a there. fucking yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that's why they pay more. But if you find like a good place to rent cheap and all that stuff, and you're like somehow making it, then you're good. You know. And I, I have, I'm in that position right now. Like, I get paid more than I pay rent, and I'm okay with it. I don't have my own place, but it's what I'm working with right now. But I wanted to get um to like the point of I was trying to make was that when I got fired, I went to this place and I was there for six months. I, I was not happy either. Like I'm usually not happy after like six to six months to like a year. Like, you know, I'm just like, I'm bored. You know, I, I get fucking bored. Like I'm like done with shit. And so I figured like, well, if I keep jumping around, like, you know, now, like back in the day, like, you know, a job you say like, Oh, people don't have good jobs anymore. Or there's like not good jobs out there anymore. I think there is. It's just like also like we like us millennials. Like we don't like we just get bored. Like a lot of us get bored and stuff. You know, I I agree that 
almost everyone that I know is a terrible employee. But I, I can't say that I am. I think I'm a great employee. Right. Like, I think I'm really good at what I do. And I, whatever, like, business I work for, my whole job is to make them make more money and be a better business. Yeah. Right. Like, so I can get paid too. Like, I think I'm a really good employee. But I'll be honest with you. Like, all my homies, like, 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 just go to Home Depot. Just go to Home Depot right now and see if someone will help you with some shit, dog. Like, they no won't. one will help you with shit, no. dude. Like, people are, like, on their phone and shit. You ask someone, like, do they know where to find this? I don't know. Do you know what kind of screw I need to fit here? Like, do you work at the fucking hardware store? At least learn, like, things about hardware. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yo, like, if I worked at the hardware store, I would love it. I'd be like, yeah, I know all about all the metric bolt sizes. You know, what kind of tools you need? Oh, drill bits? Oh, we got those over here. Oh, you need a carbide? Oh, you're trying to drill through some hard steel? You know what I mean? Like, where are these guys at? You know, every time I go there, it's depressing, dude. There's very few of those. It's very few of those people now, man. Like, yeah. our generation is fucked up, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one has those qualities anymore. No one is trying to, like, but, no, but no for that work same, hard. But for that same reason, like, you are expendable now. Like, And everybody has always been expendable. But now it's gotten worse. But, like, I learned that very quickly, and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know. So when I went to this, when I left that place, I went to my my next place, and I remember they paid me, like, $10 more, bro. I was like, holy shit, like, this is the most money I've ever made my whole life. And so I was, like, super dope, right? So I, I remember when the lead gave me my test. He gave me a welding test, and then uh, we went to his office. I didn't know he was the lead. So he wasn't supposed to ask me this. He's like, so uh, how much are you trying to make? And I was like, I told him, you know, he's like, he's like, all right, well, we'll see if they will give you that, you know. And then he's like, well, we'll see what the manager says. And I was like, you're not the manager? And he's like, no, I'm the lead. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, and I was going through an agency. They told me how much to ask for or whatever. And so I ended up showing up, right? And uh, the guy never liked me. He was there for like a month and a half. He ended up leaving, and I figured I was like, man, I kind of put one and one, two and two together. Whatever, I was like, yeah, maybe he, he wasn't making that much. You know, he was here for, he was there for like ten years, fifteen years or something. He just seemed like one of those dudes who's like, if I do good by the company, the company will do good by me. You know, and psych, yeah, <laughs> and like, psych. I remember, I, like, I feel more bad for old people though, low key, because like at least we grew up in this environment, and at least we're dealing with it. You know, yeah, but old people. That grew up in like in the good old days, you know, or like now the internet is calling all these people uh, boomers, right? Yeah. Now all these fucking people, like I feel really bad for them. They're okay, getting, boomers. yeah, they're getting destroyed out there, dude. You know what I mean? Like they have all these high expectations of like for companies and for work and all this, and they're just all getting robbed and like, and then none of them like so many people that I know in their older age have no retirement plan, have no money, or completely broke have super high credit card debt, you know, like, they're also suffering, dude. Like, it's like, it's not just us. We just know how to deal with it because because we grew up in it, you know what I yeah. mean? They grew up in a time where they didn't have to do all that, and now it's too late, you know what I mean? Like, they should have planned for this shit, you know? Well, we're going to be working for fucking YouTubers, bro. <laughs> bro, don't even tell me that because that's what's happening right now. We're doing a podcast on YouTube right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're making money off of this, probably putting ads in here and shit, like, I'm not getting that money. You know what I mean? They're getting that. And I hate YouTube and Google low-key. Like, I don't even like them as a corporation. or I, You know, I think they should be broken up. But we have to do what we have to do, right? Like, like we have to participate in the game to survive, you know, yeah. unfortunately. 
I wish we didn't have to, you know. I wish we could pull out somehow and like. We can. And, you know. It's just it's really crazy. Like in in order how to do it, like I've tried it for eight years straight. I've tried two different bike shops. I've tried to pull out. I've tried not to use credit. I've tried all these tactics, dude. Like, like I, everybody knows me as the guy who's like not trying to play the game, you know. Yeah. And somehow you still like, get sucked I into still it. Get, yeah, somehow it just happens. It's just, it's unavoidable now. We live in a society that's just gone. It's gone too far. You know what I mean. But on the same note, you know, what time is? Yeah, it's about. It's the thing. It's about time we probably call this one. It's what eight. I don't know how long we've been going on for, but I like how our, our the topics, even though they were wide ranging, they they all had to do with the same thing. Yeah. Work. You know, what do we do to survive these days? You know, what are people doing out there to survive? You know, we're doing. I, I mean, the last time I was here, I was really excited to try it. I didn't. I didn't really get into it, but you know, I had met these two guys who they do. Um, they're herbalist. And they do it through, like, Instagram and stuff like that. That's cool, man. And, you know, they pretty much work by selling herbs. Like, they, one of the guys lives in uh, Ecuador right now. And he gets herbs on the low, you know. He makes all these capsules and stuff and sells, like, a 30-day plan for, like, $300, you know. And, That's, a, you know, th- and like all that stuff is, like, I think it's good, you know. As long as you're not, the more people that don't participate in giving, like, big corporations money i think the better you know like this guy he's doing his own thing you yeah know? and yeah. i i totally respect him for it like it's uh, like it was it was really it was really exciting to think that like I, I would be like oh maybe i could do it one day but i wasn't even like like i hadn't even started you know my journey i had started my journey but i like this guy had 10 years on like well how old are you now i'm 29 see so i mean Usually, like well, like what I, what I what I what I was trying to do, uh, what I've been what I've been thinking about doing lately, because my, f- so, um, you know, after getting fired, um, this is a little more personal, but I I also broke up with my girl, and damn, uh, uh, the same you day you came down here with some baggage. Yeah, the same day, you know, um, the same day, the same day, yeah. That's but um, I, I'm not, I'm I'm fine, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that it's affecting yeah. you, like no. you know, but it, I'm just it's just saying. a little bit, you know. There is a little bit of like, um, like baggage there but like I'm terrible it, at handling problems like usually if something happens like i don't give pl- a fuck this you know place, what I mean? yeah. yeah i'm just like yo f- like fuck that and i just like move on to the next thing and then later i pay the repercussions for not having dealt with my emotions like at that time you know yeah. so maybe I that's mean, what you're doing i'm kind of like putting them aside in a sense like through like work and like trying to figure things out but the thing is that um you know, back in January is when the first time I actually ever loved myself, you know, like, and I didn't realize I was really doing that until I, I realized that I was like, holy shit, these past couple months, I've fucking been loving myself. Like, how do, how did I do that? Oh, I, I was giving myself time away from others, you know, like pushing myself away from other people, things like that. And so when I got in a relationship with her, it was like literally like that, the last podcast. So that that's how we were only together for like four months or something. But you know, I, I was like, I was in love and like, I was like, oh, this is going to work out, you know, but it was long distance and all these, all these factors in like, you know, but at, at the end of the day, like when the day was, it was happening, I was like feeling like shit. The next day I was feeling like shit. It was, and so like, um, I was like, fuck, like, what do I do? And then I just went on how I was before her. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, like I'm going to survive, you know, like it's all good. I'm going to survive without this. Like I'm not gonna survive without a job, but this job isn't gonna fucking is not is now that I don't have it now that I don't have her like I'm not gonna die you know, 
Yeah, I mean, those are just like things that you do. Those aren't yeah, like you know, it's not you. So a lot not. of people, a lot of people suffer because they identify their own self with the things that are part of their life. You know, yeah, like like as if that is them. So when they lose it, it's like it's like you cut off their arm. You know, yeah. But it but if you know that those things are not you, that those are just things that you do. You know, those like those are things that are in your life because you put them there. You're the one that has the control. Yeah, you can replace it. You can, you know, you can do whatever you need to do to get by. It's just like know? my uh, my uh, bio on my Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it. No, what's it say? I, I can't remember. I have. I I feel like I I made that quote up, but somebody told me that they heard it somewhere else. But it, it says, "I am the engineer. I am the conductor, and I am." Uh, I was like three things or something like that of my life. You forgot your own damn quote. <laughs> I forgot my own damn quote. <laughs> but it was uh, something like that. And then it was like, um, this is a crazy train ride. Like, let's go along for the ride. I forgot something. like. But pretty much saying like, you know, I'm, I pretty much create everything in my life, you know? And, um, yeah, like, so like, well, it's it, a reality for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people don't realize that, you know, no, yeah, some no. people like, they really feel like everything around them is what makes them, which is like no, you make everything around yourself. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. You, the world, the world, your world is you are the center of your world, and everything revolves around you. Like when when you want to create, you know what I'm saying. But if you're if you like to get pushed around, if you like to fucking, you know, be told what to do all the time and like things like that, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can either, you know, orbit something else, or you can be the thing that other things orbit yeah. you know what i mean and it's all a matter of perspective you know because it, it is both of those things so i i actually wanted to kind of start like a vlog uh just because like i got in i know we're, 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 like a video like you yeah. mean like, like a blog on the internet or like a vlog no like youtube like blog like you know like just kind of talking about certain shit you know like the things that i did get over like like i was obese a year ago you know i had low self-esteem a year ago I and just create a create a YouTube channel. Yeah, and, just, and that's uh, that's kind of what I play your stuff. I'm gonna start. There's so many other platforms right now that are kind of like vertical videos becoming a big thing right now. Horizontal videos, kind of. What is And that? I hate it because uh, you know, oh, like, like for phones, like this podcast is like horizontal. So if you yeah. wanted to watch this on your phone, you'd turn it sideways, right? But people don't even want to do that anymore. Like they just want to see the video vertical. So yeah. like, like IGTV is one of those things that's like vertical video. <laughs> And you don't have to stick to one one platform, like kind of how we do this podcast. It goes everywhere, right? right. And how did you get it to? to there's like different ways to connect it so that you can. Um, but the program connects it separately. Uh, no, nah, that's nah, cool. Some services are they do charge, but oh, there's okay. ways around. And it. you're not getting. This I'm probably gonna make a video later on like how to start podcasts in case people are curious how I did this for like the low though, you know, like not how to start an official podcast and spend all your dough. No, like how to start podcasts for the low. I mean, this, 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 I think, I feel like this takes a little bit of dough, you know, like, especially like, like when you moved in here, you, how many months did you have? Like a couple months and you had already created all this. Like I already had most of this bullshit to be honest. Yeah. But to create it, to like put it together. Oh yeah. I had already envisioned it when we were in San Francisco and I already wanted to start it over there. I told all my friends in San Francisco, yo, like, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, you guys should all be. Like, I had an idea of everyone I wanted it to be on the podcast, right? And, like, like, the reasons for wanting to start a podcast. But then, you know, we ended up leaving, like, um, 
drastically, you know? And so then I had to just kind of rearrange it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I was still like, no, I'm still having the podcast, you know? Like, I wonder what that palm yeah. reader lady uses, does with all that space. I don't know, dude. I wonder, too. They're probably using all the stuff we built. I don't think they, they t- tore it down, you know? Like, why would they t- tear yeah, it down? You, you guys built the Josh's room? and We built a bunch of stuff in that bike shop. Yeah, we built an apartment. We built all kinds of cool stuff in there. But, you know, eh, it is what it is, you know? We already did it twice, you know? We don't know what the future holds. Hopefully, I get another studio space somewhere, you know, where we can have a podcast like this and bring on artists and other people, maybe more people, you know? This is kind of a small studio. But, uh, you know, in the future, we'll see what it brings, you know? all our, these are This is a conversation about all our endeavors, right? Yeah. Like, this is all the things that we want to do with our life. Solo, personal. Usually don't do personal podcasts like this. I get so, very personal you know. very fast. Like, yeah, and, and that's good. It, it's know? funny because like some sometimes like people get really uncomfortable. Like literally, I've had people walk out. Like I'll ha- I'll be talking to a group, and then like especially when I was going through shit, like going through my transition, like I I talk about like you know, um, my friend dying or my dad dying and stuff, and they'd be like, like you know like what the fuck. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, it's good, man. Don't worry about it. You that's know, like, just you relapsing, coming back to the real world, yeah, world from it's reality, exploring your you know? ayahuasca experiences and yeah, all this but stuff. But it, it's know? just reality. Like, it's it's not that I'm talking about it to bring anybody down. But it's also because in today's day, it's another thing that bothers me a lot about people. Like, it actually bothers me a lot, a lot. There's all this, like, fake positivity bullshit, you know? Like, there's all these people that are, like, they only, like... Oh, if you if you're negative, I'll block you. Or 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 if you're gonna post negative things, block yourself or some stupid shit like this yeah. on the internet. Like, dude, like negativity exists. You're supposed to acknowledge it. You can't just ignore it. You know, like. But these people, then it grows. They want to curate their life on negativity the internet. Grows yeah. and, and they they want to block out the negativity, and they only want to accept positivity. And what is positivity to these positive people? It's just things about themselves and things about what they call good things right but then they're never going to learn about the bad things you know they're going to become naive they're going to you know like you need to know that bad things happen like you can't have like you can't have joy if you don't understand the opposite of it you know what i mean so but like i said like i said maybe just because you underwent this uh ayahuasca experience maybe it's opened up your mind to like these new ideas no i was definitely prior to that it was yeah. it was my first mushroom trip 10 years oh, ago okay. i mean <laughs> i've i've always been like that though like, yeah no I, it makes there. sense that you're yeah. that you're just like that you know yeah. yeah well everybody eloy came back on the studio what, he's what? only he's the first uh um guest but also the first guest to return so no, actually, that's that's incorrect. Jobby uh, the Hong has been here twice as okay. well. Yeah, so <laughs> Jobby, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check him out on YouTube. He's funny. All right. Yeah. So, uh, we're about to check out because we actually have another party to go to. It's my friend Brandon Bejulius' birthday today, and he's gonna be at Sharky's in um in Newport Beach. So we're gonna head over there right. and hang out and uh, chit chat with the boys, take some pictures. So yeah, if you guys are in the area. Stroll by, you can catch us there. We'll be hanging out. And Eloy's in town for how long? Uh, maybe till Sunday. Maybe till Sunday. So he's in LA for a little while. So everybody, I start, I start my new job next next week. <laughs> oh, new job already? That's good. Yep. Well, we'll see you guys next time. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Ray, and thank you, oh, Val, for checking in. 
And thank you, Jen, for commenting. Woo. Bye. <laughs> Peace out, you guys.